welcome to the Prophecy Club. We finally get to Revelation 6, where the fireworks begin. This is where the tribulation really starts, and I'm going to have some very interesting information for you today. So let's get started. Lord, I ask you to help me say the right things, and don't let me say the wrong things. Give me your anointing and help me to bring truth to your people. I always pray that before I get started on a radio program. And for those of you out there that are going to be teaching this in Bible studies, I recommend you start the same way. Okay, so the situation is, the society has broken down. People have finally discovered that the pre-trib rapture, yes, was one big misunderstanding. Things put out of order in the Bible. They're in the middle of trouble, and they're now discovering they're behind the eight ball. In other words, they're behind time. They should have learned this years ago. Now they're seeking out someone that can teach them about Bible prophecy, what in the world is going on? And they have found you. You're going to hold a Bible study, and you're going to, many Bible studies, and you're going to use Bible prophecy to get their attention and to convince them that the Bible is real and to point them to Jesus. Revelation chapter 6, verse 1. And I saw when the Lamb, as in that's Jesus, opened one of the seals, as in that's the book that he just qualified open. Who is worthy to open the book and loose the seals thereof? No man in heaven nor on the earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither loose there, neither look thereon. So this is the book that in chapter 5 he was qualified to open. This is the book of judgment. However, I want you to hear this because I hope and I pray, and probably you will too once you understand this, that God will allow me to hear the opening of the first seal. And I do believe at 66 years old that I will hear the opening of that first seal. I think the tribulation is that close. I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. I want to be able to hear that. And one of the four beasts sang, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Well, <laughs> I made several DVDs on Revelation and Daniel, and I'll tell you in the DVD that I made on Revelation verse by verse, which is still a very good DVD if you want to have a DVD, me teaching through Revelation verse by verse and Daniel verse by verse, those are available at prophecyclub.com or watch instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. But... You will see that I've changed my opinion on this particular part. I say that this is probably the Pope. That's wrong. Okay, Actually, again, when you memorize the Scripture, you'll discover that you see things deeper, not only in the ink on the paper, so to speak, but also you get revelations. And in this case, I got a revelation. This is actually a spirit from God. This is an angel from God that he has sent out to do this. In other words... God is, in his infinite wisdom, is actually destroying this earth little by little. And, of course, towards the end, it gets to where it's a lot by a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's falling apart very quickly already. I mean, with all the hurricanes we see, all of that is the process of the, the woman in travail. He's removing this world, and he is making us choose. Either we take the mark and we lose our salvation, be put into perdition, torment for all eternity, or we choose Jesus. That's the funnel at the bottom of the decision that he's trying to bring us to. He's trying to make everybody make a decision. Either choose Jesus or choose the devil, one or the other. So this is the start. I want you to try to imagine this. Maybe it's a bright sunny day. Maybe it's in the middle of the night. But all of a sudden, you hear a noise. And it's going to be as the sound of a thunder, and it goes around the world. Probably every ear on earth will hear it. 
But of course, about 99.44, if they say, will not know what it is, and they will not recognize what it was. But the prophecy student that understands this verse will say, wait a minute, that was the opening of the seal. The seven years just started. And if you can recognize that, you know that 2,520 days later, Jesus returns according to the scriptures. So hearing that noise of the thunder is really big. Now, when Ken Peters spoke and made his very, very popular DVD, I Saw the Tribulation, also available at prophecyclub.com, also available at watchprophecyclub.com, about 30, now about 40 years ago, when he had this dream, when he was called to be a prophet, he said that he heard a long, loud horn honk. And he said it sounded like a 1957 Chevrolet. <laughs> That's what he said, uh, as, as I recall anyway. And he said, every ear on earth heard it. And he said, and that started all of the trouble. So that may be what it sounds like. I'm only saying it might be a good idea if you pray and ask God to allow you in the spirit or in the natural, whatever it takes, you want to hear the noise of that thunder. You want to know when the seven-year tribulation starts. You want to know that. I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. That would be the first seal. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. And one of the four beasts saying, come and see. Now, who is this next thing? This is an angel sent by God to do these things, to begin to destroy the earth, bringing people closer to a decision for Jesus or against Jesus. They all got to make a decision, many as they can possibly get to make that decision. So I saw and behold a white horse. That's not the Pope. That's not a good guy uh, in terms of he's going to bring peace. This is an angel from God on a white horse, and he that sat upon had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went forth conquering to conquer. Now, how do you know that that was an angel of God? How do you know for sure, Stan? How do you really, really know? Well, the answer is he was given a crown. So do devils get crowns? Nope. Nope. And it's definitely not the Pope. Pope's not going to get a crown here. Okay, This is literally an angel of God that already had a bow and a crown was given to him and he was sent forth conquering and to conquer. It means when the tribulation starts, one of the first things you're going to see is war. And I already see that. I mean, there's so much anger in America right now. There's anger like in Hong Kong. There's anger around the world. I've never seen so much anger and discord in just the world, but especially in America. But when this guy is released, he specifically goes out to start war. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. That's war. Why? Because in difficult times, people will turn to God. Those people whose names are in the book of life will turn to God. And that's what we want them to do. And that's what he wants them to do. That's why he's sending this. Verse 3. And when he opened the second seal, and I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went another horse that was red. Again, has nothing to do with communism. None of that stuff like I used to think. None of that. None of that. No. It's simply an angel from God sitting on a red horse. And power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth. Now, remember, the audible voice of God told me the seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. That is huge. That is such a big key to be able to understand Revelation. I'll say it again. Remember this. Let this burn into your heart. 
Again, it was an audible voice sitting in this chair behind this monitor that said, The seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. Now, in my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, I go through and I give you scriptures and back that up because if you can't back it up, you got to throw it away. Only I was able to back it up. Now, let me also say, the seven seals do not necessarily play one seal each year. No, it could be that two or three seals are opened maybe even the same week. He just said that seven seals play over seven years. And in the case of the seven uh, trumpets, those, in my opinion, trumpet one, two, three, and four, play over the first two weeks. As in, again, they play over seven months, but it's not one seal each month. Now, in the case of the vials, yes, I believe that they probably, maybe not exactly, but they probably play one vial each day. When we get to that, we'll get to that. Let's go on. And they went out another horse that was red. And power was given to him that sat there to take peace from the earth that they should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. So this angel also goes out to start war. Now, just a guess. Don't know for sure. But my guess is these probably these first two seals open up pretty quick. Verse 5. And when he opened the third seal. Now, this is just my guess. I don't think this one opens as quickly as the first two. Probably the first two seals open up, may even be the first week. Okay. When he opened this third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat upon him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, Now this is important, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. I have prayed about <laughs> I have prayed about that verse, I don't know, probably as much if not more than about any verse in the whole book of Revelation. And I have researched and I have dug. I looked up the price of wheat, I looked up the price of barley. I researched about wheat, I researched about barley. And what I discovered is that wheat is a person food. Barley <laughs> Barley, barley is not designed for people to eat. And I, I, th- th- this is a, the kindest way that I can say what I'm about to say, but it's important you understand this. So I'll tell you what happened. Uh, we've all eaten wheat, and we've all had barley, but it's mostly you know mixed in with something else. But I went to the grocery store, and I bought me some barley, and I cooked it all up, and I ate me a big bowl of barley <laughs> to, find, to find out. Okay, so well, I found out. Uh, and if you think beans are a musical fruit, you hadn't tried anything till you've tried barley. You will quickly discover why humans don't eat barley. Okay, so what's the point here? It's saying that a measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. It's saying two things. It's saying that basically things have become so expensive that a person works all day long, for just enough food for just that day. In other words, they're very expensive. It's also saying that it's reached the point to where humans are now beginning to consume what animals consume. In other words, it's putting wheat on the same level as barley. It's saying some people are eating barley. And, you know, again, we don't eat barley, and there's a real good reason why. And for whatever reason, they feed it to a lot of animals. I guess they get used to it. But trust me, barley is not something that humans 
are designed to eat. Now, here the whole point there is, the whole point of the verse is, it's saying that after the first seal is opened, and that angel goes forth with a bow to conquer and to conquer, after the red horse goes out and power is given him to take peace from the earth to kill one another, after a big time of war, and that war, I'm just guessing at this point, has probably lasted a year or two, as a result of that, things have become very expensive. That's the point that we're trying to get to here. So the first two seals is war. The third one is things are very expensive. Now, verse 7. And when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. Now remember that. The fourth beast is the final beast that had the ability to say, Come and see. And that's all the horses there are. Those are the only horses, those are the only angels that are released to go out and do damage. But... We'll explain. And when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. Now, I've researched that, and I believe that horse, that pale horse, is probably more like a green horse. I mean, it's like chlorine. It has to do with that word, and just to get to the, the basic meaning, think of it as a green horse. And his name that sat thereon was Death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them with a four, of a fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Got that? So he kills with sword, hunger, death, and with the beasts of the earth. Now, let's just take a second and pause here. Right now, cockroaches are an annoyance, but they don't kill anybody. But if God were to turn the cockroaches, just the cockroaches, against humans... And say, I want you to kill them. Could they? Well, maybe not directly, like in a direct attack. But indirectly, they could do a lot of damage. Try to imagine an angel out there that is turning all of God's creation against evil man. I mean, mice, rats, snakes, birds. Think about that. So they're they're using the beasts of the earth to kill. Not just war, as in sword. Not just hunger, as we saw back over here with the uh, the wheat and the barley. that That's killing with with hunger. That's what it is. And then with death. And the Bible doesn't say kill them with death. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Is that disease? I mean, it's, it's unclear. And I've done research into that, and that's what it says. And there's nothing you can dig into it any deeper. So this fourth one is a lot of death. Sword, hunger, death with the beasts of the earth. Why? We're probably at this point about halfway through the tribulation. This is three and a half years to four years, somewhere in there, after war has started, after the beast has been introduced to the world. Now, I believe the beast is, as a matter of fact, I had a, a racquetball buddy last night. We got to talking after we were playing, and he said, do you, do you think the Antichrist is already in the earth? And I said, no. And he was shocked. I said, no, absolutely. He said, well, didn't you just say that we don't have too long? I said, that's right. I said, you have to understand, the Antichrist is not born of a woman. He doesn't have to be raised as a child. He ascendeth out of the bottomless pit and goeth into perdition. The beast ascends out of the bottomless pit, and all of a sudden, he was not there yesterday, but he's now on the earth. That's where he comes from. He ascendeth out of the bottomless pit. That's the beast. So no, he doesn't have to be born. He's not going to be a child. He doesn't have to go to school. He doesn't have to graduate from military school. None of that stuff like some movie came out with. That's not the way it happens. No, he's not on the earth yet. And we know that 
from Maurice Scalar and his vision of a courtroom of heaven. And he is there next to Lucifer. The beast is saying, yes, I want my time. I've been promised three and a half years. See, he gets rule of the last three and a half years. But I believe that he will be on the earth for seven years. In other words, he appears probably when you hear the noise of the thunder, if we get to hear it, and I hope and pray we do, then that's probably when the beast comes into the earth. But he doesn't rule, but for the last three and a half years. But he's raising himself to power. That's when he overcomes the three other beasts, talking about Daniel 7. So anyway, let's go on here. He's able to kill over a fourth part of the earth with kill with kill with sword, hunger, death, and beasts of the earth. Verse 9. And when he had opened the fifth seal. Now, this is the effects of the first four seals of the war, things getting expensive and things like that. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given to every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So here we see a picture of a lot of people that have become overcomers. As again, as I said the other day, we overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, and we love not our lives unto the death. Does not necessarily mean we have to die, but it does mean that we were willing to. Now, here's the reason I say that. I'm willing to die for my Lord. I have prayed many times, Lord, please allow me the blessing of being able to glorify your name with my death. But that does not necessarily mean he's going to give that. As a matter of fact, <laughs> every time I prayed that, I keep getting, no, Stan, uh, you don't get to die for me. Uh, sorry, that is not in your prophecies. That's not what I have for you. But that doesn't stop me from asking. Okay, I mean, in some way, I sort of wish that I could have gone through some of the torture. I, I know this is crazy. It's probably not good radio. <laughs> but but I, I just want to be closer to my Lord. Do you understand that? I, I, that's all I want. Okay, so if it takes going through some difficulty to do that, then I'm willing to do that. So, and I think that's not a bad idea. So anyway, this is a group of people that are overcomers. They've died for the Lord Jesus, and they're saying, how come you have not already brought judgment on the whole world? Why? Because at this point, we're probably about five, maybe six years into it, somewhere five, and and in that ballpark, there's been war, there's been famine, there has been the mark of the beast come out. That's the picture we see right now. Now let's go to the next verse. Now all of a sudden, again, the seven seals do not play one seal each year. My opinion, between the fifth seal and the sixth and seventh seal, there may be several years. And the sixth and the seventh seal may play all that last week. But we'll get to that. Verse 12. Now we have jumped to the very end. We are at, on, or about the day of the Lord, which is the final trumpets. And he says, And I beheld. And when he opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake. What's the great earthquake? Well, that's when every mountain falls, every valley is filled in, the rough places are made smooth, the crooked places are made straight. That's when Jesus arises to shake the earth terribly. That's probably when the earth turns up down, upside down and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. This is the day that the earth becomes nice and round and smooth ball. This is the day that the sea disappears. 
It's all filled into a nice round smooth ball. And I believe that we will have a perfect water content all around the globe. In other words, you can probably dig down like six inches to a foot with your hand any place on the earth, and there's a perfect water content. It rains, but it doesn't have to in most places. All right, anyway. I beheld when he opened the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she's shaken of a mighty wind, and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. This is also talking about Luke 13, I believe it is. It's the sea and the waves are roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, for looking after those things that are coming upon the earth. This is the day of the Lord. This is the day Jesus returns on trumpets, the last trumpets. You get my book, explain all that. Also got the charts in there, which, by the way, I could thank you for all of your kind comments. I, I continue to get wonderful emails and compliments from people saying how much they love the book. Just got one this morning. I'm rereading the book for the second time. I hear that one a lot because it's a deep book. All right, so what is happening in the sixth seal? I believe that this is on or about either the day before or a couple of days before the day of the Lord, leading right up to the day of the Lord. The one evening, in the evening tide they are, in the morning they are not, Isaiah seventeen fourteen. I believe that when it says, and there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, yes, that we know that there was a great earthquake, and uh, smoke came out of the earthquake. That's where the, uh, the locust came out. But that was five months earlier. The locust sting for five months. So that was five months ago. So that is probably not what is causing the sun to become black as sackcloth of hair. Besides that, if the sun right now, this very instant, if it was to lose its flame, and if it were to go out, how long would it take the sun to become black as sackcloth of hair? Now think about that. How long would it take for the sun to cool down? Would you not see first a bright red ball, and then it would become less red and then less red? I mean, even though deep space is minus 455 degrees, if the sun lost its flame, it would begin to cool rapidly. But would it cool in 24 hours? I don't think so. A week? I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I don't even think it, it I think it's probably more like a month or maybe even two months before it would begin to turn from a bright yellow down to a red and then maybe a maroon. And it, it would take a while for it to cool down, in my opinion. I mean, it's a really big surface up there. So it's probably not being caused by a great earthquake, a crack in the earth. And instead, what I think is happening when it says, the heaven departed as a scroll. I think it's eternity. We talked about this once before. It's eternity entering into time. And I'll briefly explain that. If you go back in the very beginning of Genesis, before his his face, before he moved upon the face of the waters, it says, and there was void, or there was darkness. So darkness is eternity. That's before time was created. That was before God said Bereshit, which is light. He didn't say, let there be light. He simply spoke and said, light. And probably that was the Big Bang, some kind of a giant explosion. But he didn't create the sun until several days later. So wait a minute, that Big Bang, that light was not the sun. So first there was darkness. And then at the end, when time stops, when the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, 
When those that are unjust are unjust still, those that are filthy are filthy still, those that are righteous are righteous still, those that are holy are holy still. And on that day, when time stops, and at the days of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished. And in another place where it says, and he poured out his vial into the air, and there was a voice out of heaven from the throne saying, it is done. That is when time stops. And at that point, the sun, eternity will enter into time, and the sun becomes black as sackcloth of hair. Why? Because you can't even see it. The moon became as blood. Start, so this is eternity entering into time. This is Jesus returning. Woe to those that desire the day of the Lord, for it is not a day of light, but a day of darkness. Okay, darkness. In other words, eternity enters into time. The moon became his blood. The stars of heaven fell into the earth as a fig tree casting their untimely figs when she was shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll. That's time rolling back because eternity is entering into time. When it is rolled together, every mountain and island were moved out of their places. The kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the chief captains, the mighty men, the bond men, free men, hid themselves in the dens and of the rocks and the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth upon the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of the wrath has come, and who should be able to stand? Now, when I was doing that rapture debate, that was another one of the questions. Somebody started reading that from the Bible, and I just finished quoting it for him. And they said, yeah, 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 well, what about that? And I said, because they were asking, <clears throat> also part of the question was, what about Luke twenty-one thirty-six? And I said, well, what about it? Well, what about where it says, watch ye therefore and pray always that you might be accounted worthy to escape all these things and to stand before the Son of Man? So I went here and I said, well, this is what it's talking about. And he said unto the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth upon the throne from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? That's the stand, meaning if you make it through the morning star, if you make it through the day of the Lord, if you make it through the burning, the burning of the tares, if you make it through that, then you are standing. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you might be accounted worthy to escape all these things and to stand before the Son of Man. That means that you escaped the burning of the tares. You escaped the burning of the works that were no good. All of the works were burned up of some people. It means that at this point, you now have white raiment, and the shame of your nakedness does not appear. So this is the day that Jesus has returned. This is the day of the Lord. The last trumpets. In the evening tide they are, and in the morning they are not. October 4, 5, and 6, it's the Understanding End Times Conference, Living Word Fellowship, Evansville, Indiana. Friday evening, 6.30, I'll speak on my seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials chart. Saturday morning, 10 a.m., I'll speak on my Feast and Revelation Prophecies chart. Saturday evening, 5 p.m., Leslie will speak on the Kundalini Spirit. Sunday morning at 10 a.m., I'll take half the time with Miss the Mark, my new book, and Leslie will take the rest of it. As you know, I'm called to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. I want you to come so I can lay hands on you and anoint you for you to receive two anointings. The spirit of revelation as I received it when I memorized the book of Revelation. Two, to work in sevenfold miracles when the judgment arrives. The room only holds 350 people, and the church is probably going to take from 100 to 150 of them, so it will fill quickly. I suggest you do the $25 registration quickly at endtimesconference.com. $25 registration at endtimesconference.com, October 4, 5, and 6, Understanding End Times Conference, Living Word Fellowship, 
Evansville, Indiana. See you there. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. God showed me a single word, first fruits, is a secret door found in Revelation and Leviticus. When linked together, the end time events can be placed in chronological order. For the first time, we can know what feast Jesus returns on, the feast for the judgment seat of Christ and the great white throne, and the feast upon which the wheat is resurrected, and on the day the new Jerusalem comes down to earth. And even though I've been in Bible prophecy for 40 years, I freely admit to you that I knew nothing that is revealed in this book supernaturally. So you probably know nothing that is in this book. One prophetic word said, There is a lock that I put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Don't get one for $20. Instead, get five for 30 or 10 for 55 Or a new case price, 60 books for $250. That's 60 books in a case for $250. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy at prophecyclub.com. At watchprophecyclub.com, you can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at watchprophecyclub.com. That's $6,000 worth of information at watchprophecyclub.com. That's watchprophecyclub.com. What a deal.